And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Well, Professor Dr. Manson, uh, I don't see, you haven't gone gray. I don't see a huge amount of wrinkles. You don't look like you're, you know, haven't slept in a week. You, you're looking all right for someone whose entire world changed about 10 days ago. How you, how, how you doing there, Bubby? I'm tired. I believe that. I believe that 100%. For those uh, who may have missed a couple of episodes, uh, we were off last week. Uh, Dr. Manson has become Professor Dr. Manson. And to celebrate, he's spilling his beverage all over everything. It's just some coffee. It's fine. Uh, it's not like coffee stains, right? No, of right? course not. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So he's been deep in uh, preparation and probably sleeping four or five hours a night trying to get all this done. But you're a couple. Oscar. Oscar has started this thing this oh, last week. Oh, no. Where he does not sleep through the night. Oh. He's been waking up at like two in the morning. And batting at his gate to come let you down. At first night, I was like, okay, something's going on. So I went down there, let him out. And it seemed like it was no big deal. He just kind of walked around. And then we slept on the couch the rest of the night together, more or less. And that was that. The next night, he did the same thing. I went down. And like the first night, I took him out. Because I thought, well, maybe he had to use the bathroom. But he didn't like have to go with any urgency that I could detect. So the next night, I went down there just to see what was going on. But I didn't take him out. I waited to see if he like went to the door to see if he wanted to go. And he didn't. So I stayed with him on the couch for like an hour. And then I put him back in his room. And he didn't want to stay there. But I just sort of plopped him over the gate and said, you're on your own, bud. Figure it out. And then he was good the third night. And then the night after that, and pretty much it's just he was up at 2 a.m. batting at it. I didn't go down. He woke up again at 5 a.m. batting at it. I didn't go down. And last night he was doing it again. Like, I don't. I don't know what's going on with this dog. Well, you know, when as as people age, they tend to, you know, sleep less and their their sleep is interrupted or they take more naps or things like that. You know, my dad is often awakened on Facebook at like three thirty in the morning. So it's entirely possible Oscar, you know, is not a puppy anymore. And so maybe he just doesn't want to sleep through the night when he could have your attention, attention. Yeah, that's why I didn't go down the last two nights, because it seems fine. We've got a little camera I can turn on, and, you know, some days, some nights, like, you've, I go down, and, you know, he's got the epilepsy, so he'll have a seizure sometimes, and you'll hear him banging up against the gate as he's trying to walk or something, so, now the first night, certainly, I was concerned it was something like that, but, no, 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 nothing like that, he just seems to... Going through a phase or something, Obviously, like you said. been very busy, holed up in your sanctuary, getting your work done. He's just trying to get a little time with his daddy. I've been, I, I did make an effort. I made an effort last couple of nights to spend more time taking him out and running him around a little bit so he could tire himself out. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's very nice to like that you would you know go down and sleep down there with him. Granted, you have an incredibly comfortable couch. So that helps. Yeah, it's, it's really no problem. But, but I'm starting to think I'm just going to bring him upstairs. Whatever. He can sleep in the bed. It's fine. If that gets him to sleep, 
At this point, I just want to sleep through the night, DC. Yeah. I just well, want to sleep through the night. Outside of the, the canine conundrum, how is the, how's the new job? How are things? How's the class going? Everything good? So far, so good. How does it uh, feel two, to have 400 people in the palm of your hand? Eh, it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, first day I didn't start. I'm just, I just, and literally on the microphone, I say, Ooh, there's a lot of you out there. My goodness. Cause there is, there's a, it's just a sea of faces, man, a wall of stadium seating and just people, you know? Um, but you know, once you sort of take it in, you take the moment, you know, you, you look around, probably not unlike a, a wrestler at WrestleMania taking in the moment. Uh, then you go to work, you know what I mean? And at that point, it doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm working in front of 400 or 40 or 10 or mm-hmm. potentially 4,000, I don't think it makes much of a difference you, once you get going. You hold up a little towel that said hustle, loyalty, respect. Oh, I should have. I need, I need to get one of those. <laughs> DC, send it to my old condo. I'll be sure to get it. <laughs> Care of the faux puzzle you never send back, you bastards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's been good. Um, Trying to do things differently a little bit, trying to, you know, the course has a bit of a reputation at the school. And while I want to maintain that reputation, I also think some of it's not necessary for what the course is. Um, It is, after all, while it's an, I mean, it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a, it's not like a freshman course, but, but it is an introductory course. It's meant for upperclassmen. But it is an introductory course to the field with which it deals. You think you want to deal with smarty smart sciences? Well, you listen to this. Try to keep up with this. Yeah, pretty much. I know. (laughs) But then I I, I, honestly, though, like, you know, I look at the roster and I'm looking at it and like there's some scene. There's a lot of seniors in the class. There's juniors as well. And I think about it and, and, you know, it it could be four years or so since they've had their introductory biology class. So, um, I mean, the first day was mostly just an intro syllabus policy day, that sort of thing. Um, and then today was, I would say what, what I would call the first real lecture. And that was the first chapter in the textbook, which is largely a review of material that you would cover in an introductory biology course. Um, maybe a little bit more detail, maybe a little bit, uh, new things, but again, the idea here is let's reacquaint you with these ideas, with these concepts, because later in the semester, we are going to blow these things apart and we're going to be looking at them in minute detail and from different ways that you've never thought about them before. So, so yeah, let's just try to get everybody on the same page and have some common ground before we start exploding it, you know? No, I, I, I lost you there. You're, you are silent. You're, you, you sort of cut in and out there. For full of disclosure, folks, listening to the DDT airwaves, uh, DC probably mentioned how he had broken down his audio equipment last week, and he's put it back together, and, and it was working. Oh, that was that was total robot voice. Now, I mean, I'm so, you're just real low now. Like, I think you're there, but you're like. Barely. Oh. Yeah. Is it better or my robot still? 
That seems okay. All right. Does that mixer have like a compressor or a gate on it? Because that might be tripping. I don't know. You'd, you'd have to tell me what either of those things are. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I, I did break it down, and we can get into that at some point. But um, apologies. Uh, I was saying, and I was talking in a sciencey voice, this is a cell. This is the mitochondria. Um, yeah. This is the Golgi apparatus, not to be confused with the Golga apparatus. And then you put up a picture of the oddities. No? It's the Golgi apparatus. What? It's pronounced Golgi. Golgi? I don't know. Golgi. I just looked, I looked it up. I knew mitochondria off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that was, so, I mean, and honestly, I didn't get as far through my slides today as I would have liked. I did not get through the first chapter. So we're already behind. Um, but hey, it is what it is. And I don't, uh, I don't care. Like, I'm not on anybody else's schedule at this point. No. It is what it is. You're, I'm doing you all a favor by teaching this class. We'll go at whatever speed we need to. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm glad things are going well. Uh, over, over here in my neck of the woods, uh, mm-hmm. I think I have mentioned Mrs. Matthews has taken a uh, leave of absence from her job for a year. Uh, there's some fe- family medical stuff she's going to be assisting with, but also she just, you know, everybody needs a break now and then. She's earned it. And so because of that, you know, she has a side business that is crafty related and she's been using half of our dining room uh to kind of keep that business going whereas i'm here with this podcast that you know makes some little bit of money but not nearly as much in this cavernous spare bedroom and so over the summer i was like hey why don't we switch and so over the last are you are you just sitting in your kitchen right now no, I'm still in, I am in what is going to be the craft room because it's still, the move is still in progress. So some okay. of the stuff is new uh, or at least new to this room. Um, as in terms of my TV and my video games, that is shoved into a corner of our bedroom uh, while I wait for the dining room to be fully like, so the, the process is ongoing. So at some point I will be coming to you from the dining room uh, I, I'm, and that's just an open space, right? There's no door to close or anything like that. No. And like, I, so I don't, and you don't, you don't have to talk about this, but I know that like for a long time, well, I don't know if this was like a primary reason for it, for the, the bedroom and the, the privacy of it. But I, I know that Mrs. Matthews um, does not care to be, uh, to have her voice recorded. Yeah. So, She's decided that she's just gonna be quiet now. So, so we dis- we had we've had many long discussions about this. Yeah, <clears throat> and so what it will be, I believe, is that when we cast our pods, uh, she will either come into this room and shut the door, thus keeping her away from the, or she'll go into our bedroom and shut that door. And okay, so I will, right. you know, so I will be still have the little. But it didn't make sense for us not to make this change. She's getting an extra, I think, like 300 square feet or possibly more. I did the math, but math is hard. Um, <laughs> to, you know, so 
you know, not to make that switch just because once a week for two hours, I'm going to. Hey, this seems like a lot of hassle for those two hours. So, I mean, probably just leave it the way it is. So, but, but now I'm excited. Babe, but now I'm excited because I'm in this position where, you know, this table that the, all the equipment is set up is eventually, this is something my wife brought to college. Like she brought two like early apartments. So this is probably 15 or so years old. So we're going to get rid of this. And I'm like, uh, you know, I need some new furniture. What it's kind of set up. Do I want? And doc, have you heard of this place called the Facebook marketplace? Yeah. I, that's a cool place. Is it? I think so. We bo- I'm always kind of skeeved out by it. So I, I've never bought anything uh, through we, it. We, we've kind of, we, we dipped our toe in. I was just sort of looking around, looking at things. Um, I, I have a vision to, instead of sitting in an office chair at a table, I want like an armchair and I want like an end table with the microphone stand and then a coffee table and I can just be, I could be more reposed and relaxed. You are never going to stay on top of the microphone. You are constantly going to be. What are you talking un- about? Unable- it's going to be great. It'll be fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we, will, right. we, will figure, we will figure that well, out. I will make sure to ensure at least uh, a moderate quality of audio. Because, uh, you know, that's what we need on this show is, is listening to you adjust and hit your boom <laughs> mic arm more. <laughs> So that's what we need. Maybe that's- I'll dangle it from the ceiling. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but you know, I haven't had been able to find, and I'm not sure I want to buy a leather, you know, armchair from the Facebook marketplace, but we did find. I uh, feel there- better about leather than cloth, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there is a, there is a local furniture store, which also sells ice cream. We have been there. Mm, that's a big uh, and place. Their furniture routinely runs. In the thousands, but I routinely runs outside of my budget. Yes. But we (laughs) found on the Facebook marketplace, somebody in town, in the town I live in 15 minutes away, uh, selling a beautiful fancy furniture place, desk and hutch for a hundred dollars. Very nice. Cause they just wanted it out of there. Um, they're cleaning out like a lake cabin. And so we went this weekend and gave them the hundred dollars and it took two trips, but now you know, my wife has been spending her week doing a project, kind of put, you know, making this look how she wants it to look. And she's having a delightful time. And uh, I will get, to, there's other parts of this that work out well for me as I will get to two little teas for our piece of positivity. Um, but yeah, so, you know, at some point I will be coming to you from a new space and I do, I will make sure that I'm not, you know, absolutely destroying your ears or, making Doc Manson's life even harder. But, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of, it's fine. I'm kind of excited. I'm glad. Uh, you know what else I'm excited about? Well, what's that? There's a couple wrestling shows this weekend. In fact, there are three as far as at least that I'm aware of. Um, I'm aware of one good one, but I'm, I'm probably aware of the other two good ones. Are you going to be watching the all out there? Yeah, I think so. Uh, GQ has expressed interest in coming over. Um, I invited the arsicist, nice. uh, but it sounds like he is otherwise disposed. So he will not be joining us as of this moment. He's a, he's a busy guy, you know, winning, he is winning, winning those Emmys, winning Emmys. Yeah. Uh, and I believe Rochelle has been invited, um, but I have not heard 
uh, any updates on that. So I, I don't know if she'll be. I'm I'm looking at the card. I, obviously, I don't pay as much attention to AEW as I probably should, but I'm looking at the card. This oh, look- I got to say, I, I have no idea what the card is. Oh. I haven't looked at it. Would you I haven't like, watched. Would you like to know? Uh, or are you, yes. are you happy not knowing? I'd like to know. Uh, main event. Main event. Oh, wait. Nope. No. Uh, that, I think that match is actually happening tonight. I think tonight uh, we're getting CM Punk versus John Moxley for the official AEW heavyweight title. Again, after being destroyed last week. Oh, did it already happen last week? Or are they... I, I believe they had a, a match for the interim championship. Oh, they did. And, and yes, and, and John Moxley Punk yes. in short order. Yeah. Do you make anything of this whole CM Punk's unhappy again? Is this just ru- no. internet rumors? I think, it's, I think it's a plausible method for turning CM Punk heel mm. where he does his best work. Fair. All right. So here's, what the, here's the card uh, I, I do know. Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. I will watch that. Can't be bad. Can't be bad. No. Uh, Swerve in our glory, which is the Keith Lee and Swerve tag team. Okay. Taking right. on the acclaimed for the tag team title. Good for the acclaimed getting a chance to be on a paper. Trying to remember who the They're acclaimed the guys are. who rap on the way to the ring. One of them has like big headphones and raps. And... Is this the ass daddy scissor me fellas? Uh, the, gun, the gun club? I think they're the ones that made those the comments, but they're not Billy Gunn's kids, if that's what No, Billy Gunn's kids were coming out with a couple other guys for a while who did the ass, scissor, daddy, me thing with daddy gun. There was know. one of them who would come out to the ring and he'd be talking on the mic and he would go, scissor me, daddy ass. And then Billy Gunn. They, they would do the scissoring motion. Ta- is that the manager? Are we talking about what's his name? But I think they broke up a while back oh. now. So I, yeah, and I, I don't, that maybe that's the no idea I don't what you're talking about. No right. clue. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Okay. Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Athena, the former Ember Moon. Okay. Uh, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Karu Shida. Huh. All right. Uh, there's going to be a casino ladder match. What does that mean? I think that's the where there's the Joker. So they have different. Let me look. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're, uh, Wardlow is teaming with. It's kind of like a ladder match Royal Rumble from the sounds of it, which is clever. Not a bad combination of things. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow and FTR taking on Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Nice to see Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin in AEW. That's unexpected to me, but okay. You know, Wardlow kind of seems out of place in that, but FTR and the Motor City Machine Guns, I would watch them happily. Yeah, that'll be great. Is Wardlow still a TV champ of some sort? Yeah, he's the TNT champion, I'm pretty sure. All right, cool. Uh, There's going to be a tournament final for the trios tournament. We don't know who those people are going to be yet. Okay. Um, And then in the pre-show, I'll probably find a way to watch this. Eddie Kingston versus uh, the Stone Pitbull, Tomohiro Ishii. Huh. So, 
It looks like a good show. It really does. I I'm can't. still not really an Eddie Kingston fan. I don't know. Even after he, he hasn't slapped, has not been able to win me over. Even after he slapped the hell out of Sammy Guevara. I mean, that did help. Maybe or maybe but. not. It really does feel like as soon as Vince McMahon was gone and the focus for WWE turned trended positive just because of Triple H being there, that now all of a sudden all this stuff about AEW is coming out. Mm. You know, and I don't, I don't really put any stock into it, but. Uh, I mean, you know, they have been around for a while. Yeah. And Cody Rhodes is gone and clearly. You know, it's time for other contracts to be coming up. Yep. And there's a lot of people in that company. So, I mean, yeah, people are going to make moves. It's, well, and it's just business, well, man. It's, it's, and it's just the, it's the way the pendulum goes. Like, you know, things in AEW were going well. And I'm not saying they're not going well. And everybody hated Vince McMahon and wanted him gone. And then he's gone. So now the pendulum's going the other way. And everybody's like, holy crap, you know. Triple H did this. He brought back Dakota Kai. He brought back, you know, this person and that person. And now AEW will have to do something. Maybe that happens this weekend and the pendulum will go back the other way. Yeah, I think it's going to be more difficult for AEW to grab attention for the short term. Mm. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think that Triple H being in charge is the shiny new thing. And a lot yeah. of longtime fans are going to have a vested interest mm -hmm. in following that product for an extended period of time. Yeah. But I will be interested to see where the pendulum is a year from now. I agree. I totally agree. I'm, you know, everyone's like, oh, Kevin Owens is back as the prize fighter. And, you know, they're doing something meaningful with Dexter Loomis. And uh, people are getting their first and last names back. And so all those really stupid Vince decisions seem to be in some ways turning around. Uh, you know, over on the WWE side this weekend, we're sending our uh, bestest of the bestie uh, Glenn to be an on-site reporter for uh, Clash at the Castle over there in Wales. Uh, another bestie, Che, is is putting him up. Glenn is going to be staying, I believe, sorry if this is spoilers, with uh, members of Che's extended family who happen to live out that way. So, cool. um, But yeah, we're going to see Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, which will be a good match, whether or not you want to see those two fight. It'll be good. Um, Rid Matt Riddle, his name's Matt now, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. That should be good. Uh, Gunther versus Sheamus, which I am very much looking forward to. That'll be a nice Hoss fight. Uh, Liv Morgan. I wish they would, I wish they would call him Walter again. I, that I don't know why they're maybe, maybe that happens. Maybe something we see, uh, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler, I can't say I'm particularly excited for, but I'm sure there are people who are more excited. Uh, your, your favorite Asuka teaming up with Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss to take on Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Eh, Io that Sky. doesn't actually sound that interesting. All right. But that card should be good. It'll be nice to see him in Wales. And then the night after... I don't know if we've really talked a huge amount about this. Uh, NXT has kind of gone the way of the dodo in there. Hmm? You, you look confused. Did we not talk about this? Dodo? What, what's, what's dodoing? NXT UK. Oh, NXT UK. Yes. Yes. I thought you just said NXT, and I was like, no, wait, what? No, no. No, the UK show. Although, 
you know, I, I don't know if it was to get more interest in it, but last night on NXT, you had Finn Balor make an appearance. You had Pete Dunne make an appearance. You had Ricochet make an appearance. You had Shayna Baszler make an appearance. So basically they were like, hey, remember when you liked NXT? Here's all those same people. Yeah. But uh, the UK champions have made their way over. We're going to get some unification matches, which should be fun. So we'll only have one NXT title. We're going to get Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate, which will be f- nice to see. Um, you know, Ricochet is taking on Carmelo Hayes, who's somebody you don't even know. Uh, but yeah, that, that card looks like it will be good as well. So I am excited. Whether what, No matter which shows you watch live or watch at all, it is a good weekend for wrestling happening this weekend. So I hope that whatever you choose to watch, uh, you enjoy. You enjoy, uh, you enjoy. That should be a good time for everyone. I, not only do I concur, but I also agree. You got any free time there, Doc? Have you, have you, have you been doing any leisure activities? Hmm. Anything not, or, or not is it, as such, is it no. literally let me do schoolwork prep until I go mow the lawn and then I go to sleep? I haven't even mowed the lawn. It's looking like a oh, jungle out man. there. I'm also trying to grow grass in the front, ah, so I'm trying to putting it off. I should have mowed it before I put down the last round of seed and I didn't. Ugh, but I'll mow around it this weekend. But yeah, it's been busy. It's been really busy, honestly. Um, prepping the course hasn't been too bad so far, although. I am, you know, I, I realize I've got a bit of a a challenge in front of me, let's say. And then the other thing that I, I, I mean, I knew, but I didn't really fully anticipate is just the sheer amount of emails I've been getting. Um, because I, I already got a lot of emails, like that was kind of already a joke, you know, between me and my staff, like the amount of emails I would get just from what I do, you know, with uh, my other job, the, the, the biology department, and all that. Sure. Um, but then taking on a course this size, like honestly, easily doubled number of emails. Like on Monday after my first lecture, I went from the lecture to a TA meeting um, and I was in that TA meeting for maybe an hour and a half, two hours. And when I got back to my computer, I literally had 50 new messages, 50. And I just, I spent the rest of the day answering those emails. And when I went home, I still had, it wasn't through them. So in the evening, what do they want? All sorts of stuff. Everybody's got their little story that they need special treatment for. And, you know, you, you owe it to them to consider what it is they're asking and saying and whatever. And it's always something that, you know, can't just be addressed with uh, a shotgun email to the whole course. And even when you do that, because I do do that with certain things like, hey, here's the code for accessing this thing. You still get a dozen emails from people who are like, hi, what's the code for this thing? And it's like, read, read the thing that I sent you. You know what I mean? But you can't just not say anything. No, you'd say, read, read the code that I sent you. And that still takes time to say. Don't you have a staff? Don't you have teacher's assistants that can answer your email? Would you like to give me, I'm offering, 
I'm a somewhat busy guy as well, but I'm offering. If you would like to give me your credentials for, for logging in, I will answer your emails for a period of time to give you a break. This can't possibly go badly. My name is DC Matthews. I am the personal secretary to Professor Dr. Manson. Please read the goddamn email, you dumb bastard. Have a great day. It's, uh, it's tempting, but I think, <laughs> I'll, I think I'll continue on. Um, I think it'll die down as we get outside of this first week. Um, I think it's just a lot of people with anxiety and being unsure of how mm-hmm. things are supposed to go, and that'll, that'll fall to the background. When you are lecturing 400 people, yeah, and we can we can compare this to when you are uh, a thespian performing on a stage. Are you looking at the back of the room? Are you trying? Are you focused on like one specific person? Are you scanning and trying to make eye contact with as many people as possible? Are you just reading the the outline you have in front of you? Where's your yes. head? Where all of those? I'm just staring at my computer screen and refusing to make eye contact with anybody. Don't look at me. That, and that's a lie. I mean, I walk around the front of the room. It's a big area. And you're actually kind of well separated from even the front row of students. So you kind of have to cover some distance if you want to get, you know, if you want to, co- if you want to, if you want to move around in any, any mm-hmm. meaningful way. Um, and usually I'm, I'm mostly talking to the folks in the floor section. Um, that's probably like, uh, you know, like six rows or so, which is a decent number of students. It's probably close to 75, maybe 80 students, something like that in the floor section before you start going up into the stadium style seating. Sure. So, um, mostly talking to them because they're the ones that it's easy to sort of read their faces. And if I ask a question, I can hear what they say back to me, that sort of thing. I do try to, you know, look and make eye contact, engage with the people further away. But when I'm posing questions and things, that's mostly going to the quorum that's Mm -hmm. closer to me. Yeah. Um, Do you ever do the cool teacher thing where you like hop up and sit on like the, you know, the table and you go, let's unpack this. Let's discuss it. You know, I uh, I jumped on top of my desk and I, I said, "Everybody, get up and stand on your seats." Barbaric yawp by Walt Whitman. That, that's the correct. Yes. yes. Uh, no, I didn't do that. But all right, you walk in and go, "Hello, my name is," you know, insert first name here. Doctor Benson is my father. <laughs> no, no. Did you get my to make- father? My father wasn't wasn't a doctor, so it doesn't work. Uh, do you get to make the policies or are the policies put forth by the department? Well, I mean, there's a mix of policies that are set by the university. But for the most part, the, the class-specific policies are yours to make. Did you make a ridiculous one just for fun? No. Maybe. I'll be back. You fill some time. Okay. Step away from the microphone. Go ahead. All talk right. About, talk about how lovely your return to school has been. Oh, I haven't even brought that up. Okay. Doc's off. Uh, you know, I, let's talk for a minute, actually, before I get into talking about the return to school. Uh, let's talk about the fact that this man, this Dr. Professor Manson, got this job 10 days ago. 10 days ago, they go and they beg him to take it because he is qualified and they should have hired him a while ago and they didn't because they're dumb. And, you know, they, he got the chance to take this job and he could have said no. 
and absolutely screwed him over. But he took the job, now giving himself far more work. They're asking him to teach this huge class to 400 students with a week to prepare. You know, he has two PhDs, but he deserves a third. I'm not kidding when I say that Dr. Manson is honestly one of the smartest people I've ever met. And I know at least 17 people. And he is one of the smartest people of those 17 uh, that I have ever met. And the fact, you know, I texted him today a little tentative, hey, just wanted to see your thoughts on podcasting because, you know, I know you're, you're busy and I, I don't want to impose, but, you know, I'm open to it if you are. Um, secretly didn't want to have to go through the hassle of setting up all this podcasting equipment, but I, I, I did miss his face. And you know what he said? You know what he said? I'm down to clown. That was the text I got from this double PhD holder is I'm down to clown. And so here we are clowning, except he's left and you know, his bathroom is close by. So this can't be, um, you know, just a pit stop. I'm assuming something has come up of urgency. I might be talking by myself for a while. Luckily, I have hundreds of hours of solo podcasting experience over there at the Joy of Booking. I invite you to go check out the Joy of Booking podcast wherever you can find them. And so anyways, school has been. You're a liar. I don't know what you were talking about, but it wasn't school. What? You switched topics the moment I sat down. I know. I switched topics the moment I saw you walk back in the frame. (laughs) You'll you'll have to go through and listen to find out what I was talking about. You will have to go back and listen in the editing around the 32-minute mark. Everything okay? You all good? Oh, I'm good. All right. You down to clown? Clown and downing. Clown and downing. No, my return to school, you know, you you don't want to go back. You never want to go back, but... It's not bad. I met some of my kids today. They seem all right. You know, I'm a male elementary classroom teacher. So anytime there's any kid coming into my grade who's got potential behavior issues, they go right go to your class, Mr. huh? Go see Mr. Matthews. He'll fix you right up. So we'll see. Do you, do you feel new... that you fix people right up or? Um, I, what I say is the, the, there are certain behaviors that kids exhibit that a lot of teachers have an issue with. And I don't care. Okay. Like if, if you can't sit at your desk properly to work, take a clipboard and sit on the floor. I don't care. Like okay. if you need to lay down and get your work done. Sure. You know, there was a teacher that taught in my school for 30 years, retired a few years ago. Obviously one of those old school teachers, you sat crisscross applesauce hands in your bucket. So you had to sit whenever you were on the rug with your legs crossed and your hands in your lap. And you got in trouble if you didn't do that for every all year long, those kids lined up in that class in alphabetical order. Mm. So if you had a name near the end of the alphabet, you were at the end of the line for 180 days per that's personally not how I operate. You can sit, you can sit how you want. I have wobble stools. I have little chairs that have a little bounce to them. I have ribbed for extra pleasure chairs. So if you need to wiggle and get some extra stimulus, you can do that. So in that sense, yes. I think some of the things that set, you know, behaviors that get a teacher to say, hey, stop that, and it sets a kid off, I'm like, yeah, do it if you want. <laughs> just, just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But So when did you go back? Because you said you just met some students so recently. They do, we do what is called a meet and greet. And so today, for 45 minutes, 
my grade level came into the school and came in and met me. And, you know, again, another thing that I do, I don't assign seats. You had to during COVID and I hated it. I don't assign seats. Find, get your name tag. Here's a table with all the name tags. Find your name tag and decide where in this room you want to sit for tomorrow. Okay. And then for a couple of days, you sit there and then you can go sit wherever you want. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, we started Monday. Monday was convocation where our superintendent reads inspirational quotes and I try not to fall asleep. And then you're working in your classroom, getting stuff set up and meeting with, you know, various people. And yesterday I learned all about our new math curriculum and today there were meetings and then meeting the kids and then more work. And then tomorrow they show up for the first day. Are you excited to have a new method of teaching math or does it seem like? Here's what I'm excited Mm. about. All right. I, I teach a very small town district. I have 16 kids. The other class at my grade has 18 kids. That's it. There are 34 kids in my grade. You know, so it's a, it's a pretty small town, rural, you know, university suburb type sort of place. Um, for This is my 15th year in this building. And for most of those 15 years, we have not had really strong curriculum. We just sort of made it up as we went along and hoped for the best. So the fact that I have a math book that tells me on day one, I should teach this. I do like, I'll probably hate it at some point. There's got to be some teachers out there listening to this. that are like spinning in their, in their future graves already hearing you haven't had a a curriculum for math. We, we, the first couple of years there was a program, but they didn't like it, but we had paid for it. So we had to keep using it. Then they, you know, this is some ways that districts save money. They're like, we have all the experience we need right here. You have so many collective years of experience. So we'll pay some of you to come in over the summer and write the curriculum. You know what your kids need to know. And then we, I mean, I feel like that's a fair. Yes. And then we went to the common (laughs) course standards. And so it had to change again. And then they paid somebody one person to write the curriculum for, you know, preschool through eighth grade. And so, yeah. So it's, it's been a lot of, okay, I know the skill I'm supposed to teach. Um, let me figure out the best way to teach it. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. This is much more, okay, this is what you're doing. And here's the activities. And here's a way you can sort of choose the direction you want to go. And here's the workbook page, and now you're done. So I, I am, and that's across the board reading, writing, phonics, all of that is there's now a plan for what I'm supposed to teach when. And I'm very happy to put much less thought into this and just come in and, you know, I'll do what you tell me to do. Thank you. Okay. So, all right. While we have been, while we've been talking, I just want you to know. I told the besties and the Twitter world at large, you know, we took a week off from podcasting. We better have a baker's dozen e- emails. We don't, but we went from four. We went from four to seven, which is not a not a bad thing, not a bad thing at all. So, unless there is something uh, else you would like to discuss, I would like to humbly suggest we turn our attention to those emails 
because I am sure you have slides to make or other work to do uh, with your evening at some point. You know that I do. I know that you do. Uh, podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Our first message is from Jeffrey, who does not have Twitter. This is way back from August 19th, so it's a couple of weeks old. Early email for next week. Hey, guys. Congratulations on the new job. That's awesome. I want to chat about the last episode quick. My colors for the folders were yellow was history, green was science, blue was social science, and red was math. If I was to do a one-hit wonder bracket, would you guys do it? Please let me know soon so I can do it for the next show. Thanks, Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter sent from my iPhone. I can't speak for Doc Mance, but I think that if anyone does a bracket, we'll try our best to do it. Oh, yeah. I can't guarantee I'm going to know all the one-hit wonders on that bracket, but I'll do my best. Yeah. I think one hit wonder bracket would be great. I want to know the difference between social science and history. Like it was this college. Were you taking social science classes in like younger years? I'm assuming that's like psychology, sociology, things of that nature. Yeah, I would assume so. But something that actually has a science component to it, as opposed to history, which is a bunch of bullshit. It's, it's funny. He mentions the folders again, because yeah. let, me, let, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> We have a uh, new, You're scaring me, DC. We, that. we have a new secretary. Okay. Um, I won't tell you how old she is, but I will tell you, I taught her uh, summer school one year. Oh. Um, and she was told not to buy any supplies until, you know, they made sure they had money. And so I went to her today and I said, hey, can I have some folders? Uh I want to put some of this curriculum work in some folders. And she was like, I have a box of 25 for the school. And I said, and you 20, said, I said, I will 20, take all 25. I said 25 folders. And she's like, yeah, that's all we have left. Uh, I can give you some if you don't want too many. And I said, can I have four? And she's like, yeah, okay, you can have four. And so she had to go and get me four folders. Another teacher went to her and said, can I have some labels to label things? And she gave her I just want to reiterate to everybody out there, uh, this this is the richest country in the world. Yeah. Now, I don't know if all this stuff is going to come or if it's not, but when I asked my principal, hey, do you know if there's any folders? And she said, yeah, you can get them for 25 cents at Staples. And I was like, can I get reimbursed for that? And she was like, not right now. And I went, and you said, then I'm just not going to have folders. I don't, I have five pieces of chart paper. I use five pieces of chart paper, like the first two days of school and I have five. So I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to do the best I can. And I refuse to spend my own money on this. So if they don't want to give me supplies, we will write in the dirt with sticks. I don't blame you. I would not spend my own money either. uh, Jeffrey, make that, make that bracket. Wow. Uh, uh, Glenn, the bestest of the besties, off to Wales in just a couple of days. Worlds Collide. Hi, guys. With the NXTs doing Worlds Collide and to face out the UK titles, every match is title for title. So going back in time, which titles would you have you included in such an even and which holders of said titles would you have defend them? Thanks as always, Glenn. I thought Glenn was here with us. Yeah. It's eerie. <laughs> just, just, 
Just like he was here. With this. Uh, um, if we did a title unification event, event. which even. holders of the title? Um, uh, right away, I think WWF versus WCW. Sure. So, you know, you could do, or NWA, you could do like Hogan versus Flair in like late 80s. Ric Flair, peak of the horseman. Hogan, peak of Hulkamania. That would have been a really big match in, you know, 87 through 90 or something like that. Battle um, of the out of control egos. Yeah. That could be all right. Uh, yeah. Um, so your intercontinental title and then your U.S. title. Hmm. 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 Name me some good U.S. title holders. Um, Harley Race at one point was U.S. champion. Barry Windham, pretty sure. I'd like to see Harley Race versus Mr. Perfect. That'd be good. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, you know, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, I'd like to see Sean. Yeah. I'd like to see Heartbreak Kid Sean Michaels. Versus Eddie Guerrero. I think that'd be a great match. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Your tag titles. Let's do. (laughs) uh, Let's do. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. They were NWA tag champions a couple times. Versus the Hart Foundation. That'd be really good. Uh, You could do Demolition versus the Road Warriors. Versus Legion of Doom. Yeah, there you go. You, there you go. Legion of Doom versus the Road Warriors. Yeah. That'd be fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Something like that. I think that'd be fun. Glenn, I love you. Have a great time in Cardiff. Uh, our next email comes from Nate, the weekliest of emails. Good afternoon. I hope you are both doing well and having a good day so far. I'm at a place where I'm so close to quitting one of my jobs and going to my other full time. Life is about happiness and what makes you happy. Work isn't supposed to be fun, but when you're constantly understaffed behind and watching other coworkers and supervisors do so little compared to you and get away with it, it'll affect your mindset. I'm at such a weird place in my life, I think. I wish I had the work ethic Doc has. Two questions for you guys this week. Has your job ever stressed you out or you been so frustrated you considered quitting? What are your thoughts on CM Punk's AEW run so far? What could they do better? Love you both. You're super. Have a great night. Your bestie Nate. Sent from my iPhone? Question mark? Doc, have you ever had a job stress you out so much you've considered quitting? That doesn't seem like you at all. Never. Can't think of a time. (sighs) Certainly not the last, what, five years? Six years? Seven years. Do you miss it? Do you miss the old job at all? You mean the old job that I'm still doing while I'm doing the new job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss it a lot. How are, how are the staff feeling about your uh, diagonal? Because it's not a lateral transfer. I would say your, your promotion slash you know, diagonal move. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly lateral, but I think there's a greater opportunity here for growth over time. So... It will eventually result in that. I don't um, know. I found your I found your uh, page on the university, and I saw your new title. Looks very fancy. I don't think it's that fancy because <laughs> it certainly doesn't come with that much more money. It comes with less money than I was making before, actually. Yeah. So, um, 
Not that fancy. Um, yeah, I think the people, especially the older folks on my staff who have, you know, been around for a while working, um, I feel like they were more heavily affected by it than my younger staff. It's kind mm-hmm. of split. I kind of have like half my staff who are kind of younger and half that are older folk. Um, the older ones are like, oh, we know, we know how good we have it, <laughs> basically. Do any of them want your job? Not really. One of them, I think, would like to do something like my job. And honestly, I think the way that the department has been structured historically is out of sync with some other parts of the university. And so I, you know, as part of my sort of leaving, I have made some notes and recommendations to the college about our unit and it sounds like they may actually do some of the things I've suggested and if they do then one of my people will see an upgrade um, but we'll see how that turns out for them nice yeah nice, yeah nice. Um, but yeah the young people are totally unaffected by the news like course. they're just like oh yeah okay yeah, <laughs> but like the older people are like, oh God, no, the devil I don't know is going to come, and yeah. oh goodness. Well, and that kind of goes to to Nate's first question: Has a job ever stressed you out, or you've been so frustrated? Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I blacked you know, out at work not that long ago, yeah. so I mean, you know, uh, I had an administrator a few years ago. If you if you've listened, you know, if you were listening in 2019 to 2021, you heard me talk about uh you know an administrator i did not care for did not really respect as a professional and uh had some difficulties with and yeah there were moments where you know i did think briefly about quitting but it is very much the devil you know versus the devil you don't know i know this school i know the families i'm comfortable here the idea of going out and trying to build all of that somewhere else even then, at my height of my frustration, did not sound very appealing. I never updated my resume. I never asked for letters of recommendation. I was just pissed for a while and hoped that he would leave. And then he eventually did, and life got way better. So, but yeah, I think you, I disagree with the premise that work isn't supposed to be fun. I think sometimes work can be fun. But I do, I do say that jobs will be stressful and will be frustrating and there will be times you will consider doing something else. I'm trying you to disagree. think if I've ever, well, I mean, I, I, mm. work I is enjoy, work, man. Hey, there are, enjoy, there are parts of I work that, that can be fun. You're right. There are parts of work that can be fun. Yeah. But it, but you know, if, if they weren't paying me, I, I wouldn't be there. So <clears throat> I, I don't know. Yeah. That, it, that is true. But, it can be you know. fun, but it's not it's not leisure activity that I'm doing, you know, just for graciousness you sake. You wouldn't go teach 400. If they said, look, we want you to keep coming in and teaching. You don't have to answer any emails. You don't have to write the exam. You don't have to grade the exam. It's literally just come in and lecture. And you knew you had money somewhere else. Like you were financially, you know. Well, yeah, but at that point, that's not work because you've earned your living somewhere else. Yeah. So then that can be leisure activity. It changes your entire perspective, I think. I I think that's the important part. The perspective. Uh, My thoughts on CM Punk's AEW, you know, 
it's it's weird to say now because you know whether this is real or whether or not as doc put it earlier we're in the middle of a very well planned out heel turn i think they are whatever this is right now is exactly what many of us thought was going to happen as soon as we heard that he was going to AEW. it would be fine for a while until he wasn't happy and then things would get bad and maybe it is Maybe they are just playing us like a fiddle, and a lot of us are going along. Oh, we knew he'd be like this. He's such a and you know they tend to have their ear to the ground when it yes. comes to the fans, and I, I I get the feeling that they are playing us as you say like fiddles. Um, in terms of CM Punk's run so far, obviously it started out on a great high note. Absolutely. Um, one of one of the last meaningful returns i would say whether you like cm punk or not mm-hmm. as i will say i liked cm punk a lot back in the day but everything that happened around him leaving and the way that he treated fans during that time and things like that made me not a very big fan of phil brooks the person um sure. but you know seeing him back in the ring seeing like he was having a good time again i began to enjoy the CM Punk character again, regardless of my thoughts on the human being. And, you know, I think he had a great program with MJF. MJF is somebody who they have to get back on television um, because he is a very important part of that product, in my opinion. And yeah, since then, I'm not really sure what CM Punk has done since that program has sort of. He won the title and got hurt, which is not his fault. Right, but it does derail any sort of momentum he might have had, right? So it it kind of makes it difficult to judge his run when he kind of was sort of just, I feel like, getting his feet wet, and then suddenly his foot is broken, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. And then they go with Moxley as their interim champion, and everybody loves Moxley. Which, again, makes perfect sense to set him up as a heel, and he always was a better heel. So I do agree with you there. Yeah. Thank you, Nate. I was excited for this email. Mrs. Manson, three, two, one, bake off. Hello, good gentlemen. Our good bestie Simon shared the news that bake off is back mid-September, and I couldn't be happier. Something about that show is therapeutic, and I look forward to another group of wonderful bakers in the tent. And of course, Paul Hollywood. Hubba hubba. We don't know anything about the tent in this year's bakers yet, but what would you want to see or not want to see this season? Any particular bakes or technical challenges? Hope you were both are able to take some time away from your busy back-to-school weeks to de-stress and relax, even if it's just for a little while. Hugs. Mrs. M. This is my de-stressing and relaxation. Talking to my buddy is very good for me. I agree. I agree. Uh, That's why I said I was down to clown tonight. I love it. Do you find Paul Hollywood to be uh, physically attractive? He has piercing eyes that I could see being very, uh, very desirable if he were to look you in the soul. And, And I guess if you were one of those silver fox types. Indeed. Indeed. Then, then maybe. And so. frankly, I, I mean, I think somebody, I, I think, you know, how should I phrase this? Um, 
I think sexualizing a man with the body type of a barrel. Um, I think that speaks well for me, you know, so I'm down for that. All right. Um, what do I not want to see this season? I would like them to not leave the tent. You know, they've, they've done some challenges where it's like, oh, here's a campfire. Make a pitta. Yeah, I don't want to see that anymore. And I'm like, no, no. Like, stay in the tent. Stay in your lane. Do some baking. This isn't an, ex- we're not on Survivor. You don't have to keep the fire going. Stay in there. That campfire I like, one, I think Raul was on that. And he was like, I don't even know what to do with this. That was perfect because it was Raul. Yeah. Like you you do that to torture that poor boy because it's good television. Um, what I would like to see, I remember an episode they did bread art, mm. and I think his other name was Paul, and he was also kind of an older silver fox type gentleman, made like that great lion out of bread. Mm-hmm. Like that's always one of my favorite uh bakes to see. I don't know if it's an older season, so it's no longer on Netflix. But, um, you know, do some, something like that, some sort of sculpture or art sort of thing. Yeah, Those that, are always fun. That's the thing that I would say is I feel like in more recent seasons, they have gotten away from the really large, spectacular centerpiece um, pieces. I would yeah. like to see a return to that because I, I feel like there was some really grand creative stuff uh, earlier on that the last couple of seasons I feel like has been lacking. Who was the, there was, uh, she won. I don't remember her name. It was like one of the first seasons that were on Netflix. And she like made like a big box of matches and she made like breadstick matches and Mm. all of that. Like there was a very big artistic sense, which led to a great story style over substance. That was always what she was trying to do was like, you know, it looked great. Didn't taste always great. And so she had to like, that led to a nice story. I don't remember her name, but, um, yeah, I'd like the showstoppers to be showstoppers. Agreed. Yeah. And I am excited uh, for the American Bake Off. Yeah, I think it should be all right. I want to see you Ellie said, Kemper in there. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know who I, the other guy is, but I'm okay with um, it. Did you see the Shang-Chi movie? I did not. Okay. Uh, he has a bit part in that. I think he's just probably just, well, not probably just, I believe he is a comedian and actor. He seems entertaining. He was good in the Shang-Chi movie for his brief scene. Yeah, and I feel so. like uh, with Ellie, at least, and I assume this other guy, I, I mean, I don't know if this is true. I don't know anything about this guy. But I feel like with Ellie, they maybe they're looking to sort of mirror some of that, you know, boundless positivity that I tend to get from the British hosts. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I like the most about that show is they don't constantly manufacture yes. um, drama. Yeah. That was one of the things you loved about I loved about Mel and Sue when they were the the hosts. That's what I love about Noel. Noel is just so good. Noel and Sandy. Very true. And I like yes, Sandy was great. And I like Matt. I like Matt. The problem with Matt is, and it's not really a problem, but Matt and Noel do tend to fall into bits where they go over to people and they do seem to try to annoy them. So I think it's funny and I think it's good. I, I enjoy them, but I, I enjoyed some of the past pairings uh, more. But sure, you know, I, I'm sure they're finding their stride as well. And I, yeah. I, I love Noel. Noel is just so laid back, the epitome of cool. Like, uh, Noel is just so awesome. My goodness. Yeah. So that should be, that should be uh, nice. I'm always looking for, you know, that kind of mindless TV and 
you know, we're trying to watch what we eat a little bit. And so Mrs. Matthews is a little hesitant because those shows always make you hungry and you want baked goods and things. And I'm like, I, I think we can live a little, you know, for 45 minutes. I hope so. Anyways. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Uh, our next email, these are, we're getting to the ones that came in during the podcast recording. Uh, Brent, a work in progress. The subject is subject. Hello, greetings and salutations to you, gentlemen. Let me run this one by the DDT Wrestling Podcast. If you had a choice between two superpowers, being invisible or flying, which would you choose? Practically speaking, I'm going to probably say flying. But the problem with flying is I feel like I feel like you can't let people know that you fly. And so how are you going to use it? I don't know if that's actually part of this, but I feel like you wouldn't want people to know that you're the flying man. So then because I, th- I feel like flying would be useful because, oh, I would never have to buy gas again. I would. N- I yeah. mean, I could just fly to work and that would be awesome. Yeah. But then again, I'm also assuming I can fly fast because like, that I could exactly only fly as fast as I can walk. Yeah. And that's not very useful that's, at that all. That was exactly what I was going to say. There's a lot of elements and variables to flying. What if you can fly? At a rate of, you know, right. 10 feet per second. Now, the thing with it's faster, right? Technically, but if it was but being invisible, like the only thing with being invisible is I feel like the only thing that you can do with that is nefarious. And even then, it's like, can you imagine trying to, like, I don't know, like trying to rob a bank while invisible? Like, just to get that money, like, mm. you can't run into anybody. You can't. It's so, so to me, I immediately pick invisibility because I am an antisocial person. And I'm like, I can go, you know, you can I'm just walk- back out of any party. Or, or, you know, or just, you know, you're in a, like, you're in a crowd. I want to get from here to there and I don't want to see anybody. If I'm at work, I just turn invisible, get myself where I need to go. But again, you don't necessarily want people to know you're invisible. And if I suddenly reappear, hopefully with all my clothes on, because are my clothes visible too? There's another question you got to ask. What happens if the clothes can't come with you? Um, you know, now you're just, you know, in polo shirt and sh- shorts with no body just walking down the road. Um, I'm going to assume your clothes don't go with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have to strip? And why then, do we, why do in our minds, why have we now imagined the most worthless versions of these superpowers? Because that's, because that is something that most people don't do. You're immediately like, oh, it's man, the I interesting part, right? You know, like I, I don't like heights. So flying doesn't really hold, you know, if we're talking teleportation, that's an entirely different thing. Um, so I'm going to go but like you could imagine if you could fly and if, imagine if you didn't have to keep it secret and you could go pretty fast. Imagine like if you could just hover like a, above the height of a car and just zoom to work super fast. Like that's true. I also imagine if you can fly, you probably get over your fear of heights fairly quickly because falling is not necessarily, you know, provided. Deadly, I, yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, Considering how well I walk, <laughs> I also have to presume I'm going to be clumsy while flying. Yeah, you're going to end up on a windshield if you only have. I didn't the even of a car. see the birds. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to bird strike myself. So yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I suppose if I could go invisible, like, like with like the force field invisibility style thing, 
Like maybe that's the way to go because then you get a certain degree of invincibility with that also. True. So True. like if you're talking Sue Storm yeah. invisible, then yeah, that power, those powers are great. That seems better, anyways. Yeah. Fascinating questions, Brent. As always, our next email comes from Tim. Tim, we haven't heard from Tim in a while. Tim says, thank you. Hiya, fellers. It's been a busy summer, but I want to say thank you. Not for this amazing podcast. Not for the laughs you provided. Not for the list, the list, what, what, the list. Which hasn't come back, really. I thank you for Shady Glenn. I just returned from the trip to Boston. We flew in and out of Hartford. On the way to Boston, based on your recommendation, we stopped for lunch, and it was amazing. They don't take credit cards. Yeah, we found that out the hard way the other day. And when you're seated, they bring you a paper shot glass with water in it. And the cheeseburger, delightful. We also toured Fenway, saw saw the Red Sox pull a noble tiger and lose to the Jays, walked on the USS Constitution, and had some wonderful tours of the Freedom Trail. On the drive back to the airport, I was passed by an electric Mustang and wondered if it was Doc. I felt it was like you two were sending me back home after you let me enjoy a few days in your stomping grounds. Anyways, DC, what are some other fantastic baseball acronyms that Doc will have no idea what that means? All the best, Timoteo. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed. That's really nice. What's a noble tigre? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Really? No, no idea. Yes. Noble Tiger. No outs, bases loaded, ending with team incapable of getting an easy run. I don't know why I would know that. That's a little excessive. Well, I guess you're just not a big enough fan. Well, no, if you're a Red Sox fan, you've seen that situation many times because they suck, (laughs) but they get the bases loaded. No one can get a run in. But yeah, I did not know that was called a noble tiger. Thank you, Tim, for the lesson. Um, You know, I enjoy, you know, RISP, R-I-S-P, runners in scoring position, G-I-D-P. Ground into a double play. War wins above replacement. You know, you don't know any of it. Do you know what, what does RBI stand for? I know it's when you hit a double, but I, I don't know what it means. stands for. A run batted in. Oh, okay. What about an ERA? Good in pitchers, e- pitchers have an ERA, an earned run average. Okay. All right. Is there, is there an acronym for a batting average? BA. But then, then now they keep adding all these extra stats. So there's like, you know, the batting average. If you don't, you know, count this, you don't count that. So they, they love their acronyms there in the baseball world. Our final email of the evening comes from Forrest, a.k.a. Bosk. There is no subject. Hello, DC and Doc. Happy belated birthday to Mrs. Manson, as well as congrats on the new job, Doc. Or is it now officially professor? It is. Um. Wrestling has been better since Vince's quote-unquote retirement. I love the continuity between the shows. It feels better and positive for the wrestlers and the audience. I hope it isn't return fest and that there is a story behind returns, which can allow some wrestlers time off to heal. Both Prey and Black Phone were good. I hope you, yours, and the besties are good. Bosk sent from my Can-Am phone. Black Phone? That a, is that a piece of positivity we're getting to now? No, I haven't, I haven't watched Black Phone yet, but okay. Um, horror movie that's supposed to be pretty good, so someday I'll get to it. 
I think I've seen pictures of. Is it on Peacock? I don't know. I I don't think I have Peacock I've seen, installed. I've anywhere, seen images so. for it, and maybe it's on Amazon. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, we we've seen some wrestling returns. Like I said, Dakota Kai, uh, Hit Row, Dexter Loomis. Uh, Dakota Kai immediately had something to do. I am fascinated with this whole Dexter Loomis is stalking the Miz thing. I don't know what Hit Row. Does Shotzi Blackheart have her tank back yet? Not that I'm aware of. But. What a wasted opportunity. Well, thank you to Bosk and Tim and Brent and Mrs. Manson and Nate and Glenn and Jeffrey for lovely emails. Lovely to hear from you after a brief hiatus. Doc, it's that time again. What do you got for me? What's your piece of positivity? What is going well getting you through uh, a busy, busy, a busy, busy time? I think I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to all out and seeing some friends. I, 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 I was actually on a text message in the show in which it sounds like Rachel may be coming. Um, she may Ooh. be bringing us some shady Glenn because she passes right by on her nice. way here. I'm looking forward to that. And um, yeah, you know, like it is weird. It's weird right now because I'm super busy and trying to balance some of my old responsibilities with the new ones is obviously kind of driving me insane. Of but course. like I can already feel it like in my bones. I can feel the freedom beginning to tug at me and like just feeling what that's going to be like in the mm-hmm. future. And I don't know. It's almost like happiness is creeping into my soul again. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of time for that to, to dissipate or, or turn to black, <laughs> black despair like it normally is, I suppose. But I don't know, man, this seems things are looking up. For old I'm Professor so, Dr. Mankind. I'm so delighted. Yeah. So delighted, in fact. Um, I'm not going to talk about what happened, what's happening this weekend. I want to talk about what happened a week or two ago when my beautiful bride and I went to uh, a breakfast spot with uh, our good friends, Doc and Mrs. Manson. When did this happen? Like two weeks ago. Who did you meet? You. We went to breakfast and we went to an Asian market. Yes, we did. I would remember that, DC. You would remember the Asian market at least because that's actually the piece of positivity. Now that you've forgotten it, I'm glad that that, I didn't mention the actual breakfast itself. I'm kidding. It was good. Yes. uh And the Asian uh market was delightful. That's it. That's what I want to talk about. Melon bars. Because uh, we, there's an Asian market right across the street from this little breakfast place. And Mrs. Manson had said she had always wanted to go and hadn't. And I've always thought about it. And so the four of us went and we put our masks on and it was this little hole in the wall. But we got delightful stuff. And let me tell you, I have eaten this week. I have eaten an udon noodle stir fry that I made, which was delightful. Today for lunch, I brought dumplings because I bought a bag of uh, frozen gyoza and I brought those for lunch. And then my wife decided she bought spring roll wrappers and decided today because she is home. She made where she got all the supplies and made some filling. And we had air fryer spring rolls for dinner, which were sounds delightful, delightful. And she has she's like, I don't want to make any more, but I still have some of the mixture. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to bring for lunch? Another udon noodle dish because go. 
Yeah. So, you know, it was really fun. We need to, I'm, I'm running low on udon noodles already, so I'm probably going to have to take a trip and go back and get some more deliciousness. But yes, tell me about these melon, these melon bars that you, the, you want to talk about happiness creeping into the world to professor Dr. Manson. I've rarely seen him as gleeful as when he looked where he'd already checked out and he's glancing down an aisle and he sees like the freezer section and his eyes light up and he gets a grin and he's like, we have to buy something else. And he like, you know, practically sprints down the aisle. Tell me about these melon bars. They're delicious. They're, they're, they're melon flavored, obviously like honeydew almost, but sweeter than a honeydew. Your, your idea of the perfect honeydew is sort of what they taste like. And they're, they're, they're the square, sort of popsicles they're squared off and but they're creamy so they're not they're not like a regular popsicle they're like they're they're creamy also and they are delicious markiplier did not markiplier did not steer you did not wrong. steer me wrong at all i i am enjoying them quite a, mrs manson likes them but she feels like the flavor is strong and she can only enjoy like half of one or something but not me i am all in on the melon bars Oh my goodness, I am going back for more of those, if nothing else. Um, we also got some squid chips. It was like these, um, it's almost like a pork rind style thing, except it's got squid meal and probably some soy sauce um, in it. And those are quite good also. Um, a fun little chip-like snack, you know. Fishy in a way that you don't expect that type of snack to be. Uh, at least not around these parts. And oh, I, I like them quite a bit. Um, we got. I incur. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. What else you got? We I got like this vanilla-ish Tootsie Roll style thing, Ooh. but it's like it's it's more hard. It's more like the now and later consistency, despite being in the shape of a Tootsie Roll. And those are good. We got those little melon hard candies that you get sometimes at like the local Thai place or sushi place. Um, yep. I've been using those as throat lozenges this week because of all the talking I've been doing. Yeah, it's a lot of talking. Yeah. And we got like a, and also just to prove it's not all ir- irresponsible purchases, we also bought like some chili garlic sauce, which we use to make um, uh, a topping for some chicken. And that was quite delicious for dinner as well. We've been looking for a product like that for a while for some recipes we used to make. And that's been good. That has been quite tasty. I encourage you all, I am sure, no matter where you live, I am sure that somewhere in your general vicinity is an ethnic market. Maybe Asian, maybe African, maybe Brazilian, maybe uh, Western Asian, probably for the the Brits among us or the the UK friends among us, maybe a, a Western Asian Indian style market. Go, go. There's lots of interesting things there. Um, and yeah, you know, I am pleased with everything that I got and, uh, you know, doc seems to be as well. So, you know, step out of the mega mart, step out of your local shop and, you know, go find a new place to, uh, get some new delightful food. That's my challenge for you this week. Uh, doc Manson, it's been lovely spending this time with you here on episode (laughs) 333. One half of the way to the devil's number. We made it. We're almost a third of the way through our next episode. We'll be a third of the way to a thousand. Yeah. Oh, man. It's almost here. A thousand episodes. Almost. (laughs) Doc Manson, 
Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to our back catalog, you can find DDT Wrestling wherever it is you acquire fine audio, good quality programming like this one. And of course, if you like what you've heard and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on. It keeps this podcast train chugging along. He is Professor Dr. Manson. As I told you earlier, give him all the praise he can handle. At Doc Manson. My name is Durango Canyon at the DC Matthews. Doc's about to fall asleep on us until we meet again. My dearest friends, Glenn, have a fabulous time this weekend. Everybody have a fabulous weekend. True. True. But especially Shady Glenn. But but especially Shady Glenn. Won't you be a bestie? Now I want a cheeseburger. Fried cheese.